0: Good day, good day. I want to welcome you back to the Holistic Life Podcast. I am your host, Shelby Frederick, also known as Lady Jules, and we are broadcasting live from the Columbus, Ohio region, and we are continuing on in our series of mental health awareness as we are closing out the month of course we have been focusing on emotional um, wellness um, all this year and we are going to continue on on today with taking the initiative taking the initiative we have been uh, talking to our parents and caregivers um, especially those of teenagers and just giving you some um, some education um, concerning uh, their mental health, uh, concerning um, the five major anxiety disorders that we have talked about. And of course, we know um, here at the Holistic Life Podcast that we always incorporate um, the word of God um, anytime um, we are talking about this topic. Uh, We are not separating um, what we do. Uh, We are not separating our faith from the reality of different situations that people find themselves in. And one of the main um, reasons uh, for for doing this this is so that we come into a place of understanding. Of understanding. And so today, we want to take a look at what it looks like to take the initiative. Uh, We have shared the information um, regarding the knowledge about depression, anxiety, and also loneliness and and suicide. But now, what is it that we do? We know that it was written of Jesus that he will not crush the weakest read or put out a flickering candle, and his name will be the hope of all the world, and that's Matthew chapter twelve, verses twenty twenty-one. And so, even in taking the look at um, at Jesus, we can learn so much from him on how to gently handle those who are burdened and those who are weighed down by depression. So, one of the first um, initiatives that we want to do is that make the first move. Now, your team needs to know. Um, that they can go to their family about anything, about um, any big questions that they may have. What is the meaning of life? And only one in four teens in the survey um, that was reported um, said that they often talk to their parents or their caregivers about things that are important to them. So when uh, teens are depressed or anxious, they often have a difficult time just asking for help. And so this means that we, as parents and caregivers, that we need to start the conversation. So number one would be to make the first move. Now, number two would be to ask good questions based on observations. So people, Tend to become defensive when they feel vulnerable and our teams are no different. Uh, We must ask questions out of compassion, not as though we are interrogating. And so one way to do this is to ask questions that arise out of your observation. So what is it that you are observing about your team? And one of the ways that you can ask this question is, I've noticed that you've been sleeping a lot lately you know have you been feeling okay um, help your team to identify and to label their own symptoms of depression and anxiety by noticing and commenting on them and uh, you know we have to learn how to use open-ended questions and rather than questions where they can just simply give you a yes or a no Um, Using open-ended questions will allow your team to expand or their experiences are also better um, understood and you can understand what it is that they are actually going for. So, number two, again, would be to ask good questions based on what it is that you are actually observing about your team. Number three. Offer generous empathy. So as you start the conversation, uh, starting with the assumption that your team's concerns are real. The quickest way to shut anyone down is to ask them to, to share something and to become vulnerable and then to minimize their concerns. Even if our intent is to help them feel better, jumping quickly into, well, it's, it's not so bad, or just you know look at the, t- the, the positives. Um, this will often make the struggling person feel minimized or even ashamed. So we want to start the conversation assuming that your teenager makes sense. Make every effort to get inside of their world and to understand why certain things are a big deal to them. Instead of immediately correcting them, show that you understand by asking questions about their experiences until you feel like you understand how their reactions make sense. And one of the primary ways that we as humans cope with stress is by emotionally connecting with other people. And we have the opportunity to do that. You have the opportunity to offer that to your team. Number four, help them understand themselves. Again, having these conversations does not um, initiate uh, any type of suicide or anything like that but we want to educate ourselves so that we can educate our teens we want to help them to understand that anxiety what anxiety and depression what does that look like we want to offer them information to help them to evaluate their own experience rather than telling them what it is that they are experiencing number five be a thermostat and not a thermometer. Parents and caregivers, we tend to be very observant and often have good insight into our teens, but caring communication is often disrupted when we react to our teens out of our own fears rather than responding to them out of compassion. My goodness. So, the goal in communication with our team and with your team is to be that thermostat. Be that, don't be a thermometer. Thermometers simply respond to the temperature that is in the room, while a thermostat controls it. Let me say it again. Thermometers respond to the temperature that is in the room. But a thermostat is actually what controls it. And one of the best things that you can do is to acknowledge and examine your own fears about your child's mental health. Because listen, we can get there. We can go there. And as you begin to take the responsibility to manage your own fears, you will be able to more compassionately respond to your team. If you have no idea how to do that, a good counselor would be able to, to help you understand what that what that process looks like. A good counselor would be able to help you um, to give you those, those good tips and, and, and to help you through the process as you are helping your team. So what are our five action steps? Number one would be to make the first move number two ask good questions based on observations number three offer generous empathy number four help them understand themselves and number five be a thermostat and not a thermometer now let's go into our next section and what we will kind of end up with on today and this is about building resilience building resilience now resilience is the ability to bounce back from adversity and we can help lower our team's risk for mental illness and help them to cope with it by encouraging healthy practices now we want to focus on filling up what does that mean We want to help your team to discover what they need to stay fully physically relationally and spiritually so again, we're not just talking about physical things. We are including and incorporating spiritually. What is it that they need to focus on filling up? Now, every person has a best a baseline, and every person's baseline is different. So we want to begin to use um, certain uh, diagrams, which I will um, share um later on uh, after the podcast uh, what this is going to look like Um, and these are just some things that you can help them to identify what their daily and what their weekly needs are in these three areas so to kind of go over them in physical health help them to look at how how many hours of sleep are they getting each night how many what are the number of meals that they are eating per day What about the limits on caffeine intake? The minutes of exercise every day or every week? And then medications taken as prescribed. So This is looking at physical health. When we talk about relational health, what is the number of time or the the time that they are spending with their friends? And what is the time that they are spending alone? And then spiritually, what is the time that they are spending with the Lord and what is the time that they are spending in corporate worship. Now we want to help to eliminate or to minimize the stresses. So teens are starting to take more control over their lives than they did as children, but they still need help in setting appropriate boundaries. So you wanna help your team to choose these boundaries to set on things like social media, and even extracurricular activities. Help them to identify which activities that they do out of joy and which out of obligation or addiction, and then empower them to say no when they need to say no. Now, addiction can take on many forms in a teen's life, and this can range from substances uh to habits like gaming or sometimes even viewing pornography listen our teens and our young people even as um, early as elementary school are viewing pornography and we may even add that as one of our topics that we will uh, toss into the discussion a little later on now younger teens are viewing it again almost as much as teens of any other age and what we have to realize is that they're prefrontal cortex so the part of our brain that is responsible for rational thinking and decision making is still developing that part of the brain is still developing and teens need adults to step in and be their thinker as well as to provide the guidance so that their uh, prefrontal cortex can make the connections that will allow them to develop the capacity to weigh options and make difficult decisions on their own. My goodness. And so even when we are talking about um, viewing pornography. Some statistics. Some statistics here um, by One Global Youth Culture. Half of 14 to 18 year olds in the United States admit to viewing porn within the last three months, and 63% of boys and 38% of girls reported looking at pornographic material within the last three months. So again, we're talking about them being engaged in activities that they don't even um, have the ability to think rationally and to make proper decisions because that part of their brain is still developing. So... Listen, these are discussions and topics and information that we need to have and that we need to understand as parents and caregivers. Now, the next thing that we want to do is we want to instill truth. When our teens get stuck in the alternate uh, realities of anxiety and depression, they they need to have truth already instilled in them. Why? So that they can turn towards them in those moments. So we want to encourage our teens to read scriptures and to memorize verses or passages that are meaningful to them. Encourage them to get involved in Bible studies that help them to study the scriptures for themselves. Our research shows that Christian teens who are reading scripture and praying at least weekly, they still struggle significantly less in nearly every area. So the data is a testament that God's word has power. And as the scripture said, the insults of those who insult you, O God, have fallen on you. Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. God's word gives us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. And that is Romans chapter 15, and this is a summary of verses 2 through 14, and that's the New Living Translation. Now, we want to help challenge their thoughts. Sometimes your teens may need to help seeing the bigger picture. And you as the parent or the care, caregiver can help them by educating yourself on typical thought distortions and help your team to identify when they get stuck in crippling thinking. So if you aren't familiar with, again, the types of thought distortions, a counselor can help. And last and certainly not least, you want to connect them with a therapist. Sometimes through perhaps no fault of our own, our teens can't hear it from us. Listen, we've all been there. We've all been teens. And there were just some things that we just were not going to hear from our parents now that does not give us the permission to stop trying to connect but it can give us a push to involve other caring adults in their lives many teens are more open to therapy than those that are in our generation and older so if your team is struggling ask them if they would like to send a counselor therapists have a lot of tools for helping teens deal with anxiety and depression. And they are also skilled at identifying thinking distortions and helping people to change the way they interact with their own thoughts. So if the anxiety is severe or diagnosable, then they can also be a valuable resource in determining whether medication would be helpful. So in our closing of this, um, I believe that this is like the third week that we have been talking specifically about um, this particular topic um, addressed to parents and caregivers, uh, starting conversations with your teens about mental health, it's not easy. It'll never be easy, but it is extremely necessary. And while the research shows that US teens are struggling It also um, found that family is the first place teens go to for advice when it comes to big questions in life. So, let that encourage you and allow the Holy Spirit to guide you as you walk alongside your child. And I'm just here to tell you that you are not alone and that your teen isn't alone either. Now, there are many resources that um, I will make sure uh, to continue to to share, Um, resources for teens, resources for parents, and also for caregivers. There's also um, tons of online resources that you can have access to, And, and just to know that this is what this is all about. Um, You don't know what you don't know. And it's time out for for us to uh, not have these difficult conversations, uh, crucial conversations, as we often um, will say. And so again, I just um, thank you for tuning into the podcast on today. Um, I do have some announcements um, that I would like to, um, announcements that I would like to make. Uh, for us going forward and moving forward. And so our registration is still open for our certified faith-based clinical counselor program. Um, The June, uh, the Saturday, June class, um, the deadline for that has passed, but our next cohort of classes on Wednesday evenings will start in the month of July and that will be July 6th, July 13th, and July 20th. The registration deadline for that will be Monday, June 13th. Um, I will make sure that I will post the link um, in the broadcast and on the podcast so that if you are um, interested in considering becoming a certified faith-based clinical counselor, um, that the the training opportunity is here and it is available to you so our july class the registration for that ends on monday june the 13th each class is 199 it can be played paid directly online and we do look forward to having uh, more of our leaders uh, more of our parents those of you that are working in ministry it is such a phenomenal uh tool to add to your spiritual toolbox And so we do um, encourage you to join us uh, for our next cohort. And I do have um, several resources as well. Um, I have another uh, book um, that has come out. Um, This is God's Remedy for Anxiety. I also have a new book that we will be releasing um, probably on this coming Friday. And that one will be talking about seven coping strategies for depression and anxiety. So again, we are just not just talking about it, but we are also providing you with resources as well. And last but certainly not least, um, last year, around this time, um, we launched our wellness journals, and we are excited that we actually now have some hardcover journals that are available exclusively on Amazon. Um, there are there is the Spirit and Life uh, Journal uh there is a gratitude journal there's a dream journal and then there's a power in life journal Um, these are all have all been custom designed by myself again um, all of the information will be available at the link Um, so grab your journals if you are one that like to journal we've got some journal prompts that are going to be um, releasing coming up in june Um, again just continuing to provide and wellness so again thank you so much for tuning in to this week's podcast Um, i am again shelby frederick certified faith-based clinical counselor and instructor i do encourage you to go back and to subscribe to our youtube channel all of our podcasts are there Um, you have the opportunity to go back and to engage in and everything that we have been talking about Um, this is the place where healing begins in every area of your life spirit soul and body i do thank you for joining me on today And we will catch you on next week at the same time, 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And again, if you happen to miss us live, you can also um, see us on our YouTube channel. God bless you all. Have a fabulous rest of your day and we'll see you next week. Mm Bye-bye.